Welcome to the X Factor Roping Podcast. Our goal is to give you the knowledge and tools to get the most out of what you love to do. I'm Pace Freed, the owner of XFactorRoping.com and your host. We want to bring you the best content possible and it would mean so much to us if you would continue to sign up and support XFactorRoping.com. Thank you for listening. All right, so we, uh, we did some filming today with Trey Yates and... Uh, you know, I've known Trey for quite some time. I actually got a chance to rope with him a little bit, and, and he's just a real talented young guy, uh, works at it really hard, comes from a great family, great background in our industry, and, uh, and Trey, I'm just glad to have you here. I really appreciate you. Uh, you know, you talked about some pretty cool stuff. It's, it's just kind of cool to see how you work at it, so uh, thanks, for, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about you. You know, how, you, how did you get into the industry and just kind of about your, your growing up? I started roping when I was about 11. Uh, of course, I'm in a rodeo family, uh, ho you know, horse family, I guess, rodeo, whatever it is. Uh, my aunt, my dad, uh, my grandpa, I'm a lot of my grandpa's family all rodeoed. And uh, I guess when I was about 14 or 15, I decided I really wanted to rope and, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. And so then I started taking it seriously. and. Here we are right now. Right. So, and that's it. Is Trey? You know, you've been kind of rodeoing the last couple of years, and and moving into that as well as you've got. You know, your dad is. I mean, he's just straight up an old G. He's done it all. I mean, he's one in the roping industry as well as the show horse industry, mm -hmm. and and just one of the greatest horsemen of all time. So, you know, you've had a ton of background with. You really know what some good horses are, and, and that's one thing I've noticed about you is as you're moving forward with your rodeo career, you have a stack of really great heel horses, and can you kind of explain to me just how you're putting that together? Um, you know, I, I've, of course, I've been blessed, uh, shown what good horses are. Um, the, the biggest thing about my set of heel horses is uh, they were a lot of work, um, but they took what it takes took to be great horses. I don't know if they're great horses to everybody, but to me they are. And uh, they fit me. Um, a lot of it was just getting them accustomed, accustomed to the way I rope, to you know how I ride. And uh, yeah, I mean, they may not be everybody's horses, but you know, they, what, what I have won is on two or three horses. And, uh, for that, I'm very appreciative. So are you setting goals with your roping right now, or how are you going about that? Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, ultimately, we all want to make the NFR. Uh, but I'm, I also really want to get my foot in the door with this horse show deal. Uh, they got these uh, rope horse fraternities now that pay good, and, and I've, I've I got some big opportunities. Like you said, following my dad's footsteps kind of in that deal. I got a good door open. And I really want to pursue that, and and uh, someday that's sure what I'd like to do. So, I mean, those are two big deals. Uh, obviously, it takes a lot of work ethic to to rope and rodeo, but also to train horses as well. So, how are you balancing working at both of those things? Can you kind of take me through a typical week of what you try to do for yourself and your horses? Um, I honestly, we just rope so much, and we ride, we spend a lot of time riding horses, and and uh, you know what what I need to learn about the horse show deal is I every horse I have I've made a cut like I said I've made a custom to me. I have to accustom myself to the horses now, 
as far as help them be successful in the show horse deal because maybe the way I rope is not a fit to them. And uh, that, that's what a lot of those big trainers do so well is, is they can accustom how they go about their roping or riding or what they do to let the horse perform at the top of his ability. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at right now. That's what I want to work on and, and get better on. Right, kind of like a rodeo guy, his mentality can be and sometimes might really be a lot of the times is trying to rope the steer and set it up to rope the steer no matter where he's at and use your rope a little bit more where now in the in the show horse deal you have to almost have a mindset of use your horse first and, and pretty much the whole time, right? Right, right yeah. Uh, that's why it's tough, you know, you got to rope sharp and you got to ride real sharp. And I think in the end it, it could really benefit I mean, I think it's gonna, it could benefit my rodeo career as well. You know, learning how to ride different kinds of horses, have to fly somewhere and get on a horse. You know, you got a natural feel for about any kind of horse. Right, and I, th I think that's just a really solid foundation. So, uh, but going back to your practice and your, your work ethic, and you, you say you're up, take me through a typical day at your house. What, what time do you guys get up and when, how do you go about that? We get up early. I mean, it's it's 6.30 at the latest, uh, and a lot of times I go to breakfast. I go eat some breakfast and then get to the house, and we saddle horses. And we got some guys that work for us, a couple guys. One of them is my good friend. Uh, I guess both of them are pretty good friends. Uh, we got a gal that works for us, and, and it's an operation. I mean, we got 50 to 60 head of horses around there. and. I would say at least 20 to 25 are saddled every day. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I rope calves first in the mornings, ride some calf horses, uh, rope calves for myself. I like to rope calves. I'm not very good at it, but it helps me kind of stay in shape. And it's just something I like to do. I like to rope at the amateur rodeos, a couple of the littler circuit rodeos, uh, rope at the college rodeos. And then when we team rope, we run the steers in and, and we rope. I mean, my dad will ride the head horses, he'll ride the heel horses. Dustin, the kid that works for us, he turns a lot of steers and he'll ride some heel horses and I'll do the same. And we just, we, you know, we'll break for lunch at times or if we think it's gonna get hot, we'll, you know, we might start roping at eight in the morning and, and we might not be done till three or 30 or four in the, in the afternoon. You know, in the summers, we'll, we will start roping at 5.30 in the morning and we'll rope till about 11 and then it gets hot so we, we'll come back out about 5.30 and we'll rope you know for a couple more hours in the evening if we have to if we don't have everything we need to done but so on an average day how many horses do you think you yourself ride it it honestly it varies but I mean there's a lot of days I'll ride you know no no less than six uh, you know Honestly, the way we go about our approach as far as how many we run on the horses or what, it's if the horse wants to, feel, wants to be good that day, we don't press it. Right. You know, if a horse turns in healing and gives you two good throws and works good or runs up there and rates and scores good heading, you know, I don't really see any sense in needing to run anymore because it's kind of like that saying, why would you fix something that's not broken? Right. And on days like that, it's, it's, it's really nice because, you know, we can get done a lot faster. And uh, 
So that's, well, and just kind of finding the balance between not burning these horses out and then when you need to add things to them or work on stuff. And I, I think that's pretty important to, that's to know about a horse. That's what me and somebody were talking about the other day. And, and I've, uh, you know, now that I've went to more of these horse shows and stuff, something I really appreciate about the horse show industry itself, um, especially in like the roping and the cow horse and the, you know, kind of the reining. Um, horses get treated the way I feel like a horse should be get, to should get treated. They look good, you know. They feel good. Um, they're fit. They're they're healthy and happy, and they're not just a source of transportation. And I I hate seeing that at times. I feel like to some people out there, horses are just something to get them by till they get another one. I want to be on a personal level with my horse. I want my horse to, to like me, to like what we're doing, whether it's roping or branding calves or whatever, you know, I want to be on the same level. Right. And, and I want to pet my horse and I want to give him treats or what, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, is that what you love the most about roping is having that bond of, you know, maybe you've trained this horse and put them in a situation where it, you get it back in there for a lot of money and it's some a horse that you've been through years of training with to put yourself in a situation? It's or? the best feeling. It really is. Uh, you know, I went to that rope horse fraternity in Tulsa the other day, or Inola. Uh, I won third on a Joseph won first and second on two great horses. Uh, he won the world on at the World Show last year in the Junior Healing on the horse he won second on. Uh, and uh, the other horse was a nice horse too that he wanted on. But this mare that I won third on, I placed on down there a ways at Fort Worth. And she's a good mare. And she's, we've put a lot of time into her. And for something like that to finally pull through for a decent amount of money or some, some credibility for her, it, it, was, it was cool. You know, it was, it was awesome. So. It's like anything, you know, it, your hard work's going to pay off. And that's what I've told myself a lot about roping. When I, when I do pull through and I win something big, like I know in my mind I'm going to at some point. That's, that's my goal. That's a goal. And if I have a goal, I'm going to attain it. That's just my mindset on, on anything. If I want to go be a world champion ping pong player, I might stop what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm going to buy a ping pong table, and I'm going to get after it. But when I, when I pull through and succeed, it's not going to be because of my ability, per se, or, I mean, that's part of it, but I think it's going to be, it's, it's all about hard work and, and your mind game. Those are the two, those are the two biggest things right. of anything. School, you know, roping, chess, I mean, you know, with what we were talking about in picking what you're doing and setting goals, there's always trials, there's a lot of low moments, especially in rodeo. Uh, it just seems like it's, there's a ton of down <laughs> bad things that will happen. Or there's hard. just times you'll feel like you may never pull through. What's been the hardest moment in your roping career? Hardest moment in my roping career? Honestly, there's been so many low moments not even that low where I just let myself think that there was no way out. Right. I, uh, there's not a worse feeling than backing in the box thinking you, you might not catch. And I've, I've had that feeling before. And it, it was nobody's fault but my own. 
and until I came to to myself about that and discovered it, I I was never going to be successful. I mean, I haven't done near the things I want to do, but I wouldn't have done what I have done even in the last four months. The last two months have made a difference. What's been the biggest help with that? What's been the biggest change you've made in the last little bit that's helped that out? You know, my my dad was, he was over it. You know, he was tired of my attitude. And I think a lot of people were. And I don't blame them because looking back on it, I I, I shouldn't have been that negative. I shouldn't, you know. Every day we get to do what we do is, is, is a blessing. And uh, I wasn't, I had no outlook on that. I, I didn't, I just felt like if I wasn't winning, I shouldn't be there. And uh, until I realized that myself and realized that it's gonna be okay, it, you know, my mind was in a bad place. Finding gratitude and, and love for the moment, you know, every day in the process. And, and it's changed my game completely, like I said, my rope and my everything. Right. You know, it, it People don't want to be around somebody who's sour or has a bad attitude. Well, and you even look at it too. I, I think a real great example is you just won one of, the, I mean, probably one of the top five opens of the year uh, yesterday at the Open Showdown, and you drew Caleb Driggers and win the Open with him. But you look at that guy; he acts like a winner all the time, and he and he's had a great attitude for a long time. And he's he's really been one of the guys. You, you it's kind of cool to see because you get watching him roping and pay attention to someone like that. And he, he does win uh, a lot, more than his fair share. But at the same time, he really is having a great time with he his is. He, he He has a love. There's a guy, though, that, like I said, he, he takes care of horses. He keeps them working. He keeps them looking good. And, and uh, his horse is on his team. Yep. You know, it's not just Caleb and Junior. It's Caleb, Junior, Caleb's head horse, and Junior's heel horse. They're, they're a team. Right. And... The thing about roping, there's there's so many obstacles, so many things that can go any direction in a run, right. in four seconds, in eight seconds, whatever it is, that if on top of that you and your horse aren't getting along, it it's not going to work. Not, I mean, overall, you know, consistently. But yeah, Caleb, Caleb's got he's a professional man. He's he's got the mindset of a winner. He is a winner. And uh, I have a lot of respect for that guy. I, I mean, I look up to him, not just because of his roping ability. Like I said, it's beyond roping ability. Right. I mean, he's a freak. You know, one thing about being a young guy in your situation that I've, I've seen a lot is the confidence end of it and the mental aspects. And it's cool to see you addressing these things. And, you know, you're, you're working on your mental game and you're, how you're handling things that way and, and moving forward. And that makes it, you can see with your roping in the last four or five months is, you know, you've won, you've had some great wins and you've been real successful. And, and it's just, I feel like your roping has gotten better and better and probably improved the most over the last six months than it had for maybe the last year or so just because of that. Yep. Uh, what about, you know, confidence is something that it can mean so many things. But to me, I, I see your confidence has just gone up a ton here lately and what has been some of the big stuff that's helped that out um just uh my dad he's he's told me for a while now and uh it was actually when 
Tyler Wade and I won third at the wildfire, it was like, I can do this. And uh, my dad, he told me, he said, look, I believed in you. He said, we all believe in you, but he said, until you believe in yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. And uh, it, you know, it honestly was a little bit before that that I just told myself, hey, I can, I can do this, whatever it takes, you know. And then when that happened, it just, it, it helped a lot. It, uh, you know, for me, that was a, that was a big win. Right. Um, I told myself yesterday, before the roping, I was going to win that roping. And the odds out of 170 teams are not good. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. We had a great steer in the short round. That helped. That, that's what changed the whole pace of the roping for us, and we made a good run. But I wasn't going to let myself down. I was, I was honestly nervous, like, hey, I just told myself I have to do this. I got to do this. Right. And <laughs> honestly, I would have been upset with myself if I didn't do it because I told myself when I pulled in there yesterday, hey, I got this. This is my day. Right. And uh, it worked out that way, you know. I think that's really important to, to do and I, because those guys are expecting to win. And I think if you expect, your win and, expect to win and believe in yourself, that is really, I mean, it's an important thing. And I even think, too, we sometimes judge ourselves after results way too much and there's a lot of losing and roping but one thing to keep in mind is you can go do your job all day long and not win money but to me that's a win that day I, I agree there's there's been more times I've went to ropings and, and felt like I roped good and not won anything and uh, you know there'll be times you catch four or five steers for the right guy and win first right. um, you know that's what I keep telling myself. If I, can, if I can keep doing my job as consistent as I can do, the, 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 the cards will line up. You know, they'll fall, everything will fall into place. Right. So obviously your dad's had a huge influence in, on your roping. What are some of the biggest things that he's helped you out with, with your roping throughout your career that just really jump out? You know what I really appreciate about my dad is, like I said, I started roping at a young age, or at, excuse me, at a, not a young age, but not when I was four or five. Um, and my dad never pressured roping on me. He never made me go rope. He never, uh, he never made me do anything. It was always what I wanted to do. Right. And uh, when I figured out I wanted to rope, that's when he started helping me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I gotta say, he helped me a lot, but my grandpa, man, he, he spun me. Not a lot of people know this, but my grandpa quit team roping until I was 11 years old. Right. He tripped steers for a little while. He, uh, he got in a bad tripping accident and uh, couldn't trip anymore. But he went back to team roping because I wanted to rope. And he turned me a lot of steers, and he took me a lot of places, junior rodeos, U.S. ropings, whatever it was, wherever I wanted to go. My grandma and grandpa, they went everywhere with me. Right. And I, I deeply respect them for that. And uh, so then, you know, they took me forever, and then I got my driver's license. And at that time, around my house, there was a lot of ropings to go to. 
and I had two or three horses that I just roped on. And uh, I was turned loose, you know. I had my grandpa there to turn to, but my dad was gone, horse showing a lot, and, and still, you know, he, he was making the steer open finals still. Right. And uh, rodeoing a little bit still. Uh, so I, I just kind of, I mean, I learned to rope kind of for myself. And the hardest thing is, we all know, is there's guys that can rope. But it's learning to win. Right. And uh, what, you know, how to approach different situations, how to handle them with yourself, with, with you know, anything. But, you know, my dad and my grandpa have definitely had a huge impact on my, on my rodeo career. But as far as... Uh, I just I can't be thankful enough for my dad. I mean, he's he's worked hard for me to be able to do what I want to do, right. and uh, yeah, it's it's good. You talk about winners too. Obviously, your dad and grandpa are both great winners. What what do you see in them that makes them such good winners? My dad has a he has an unbelievable winning state of mind. Uh, he he I mean he hates to miss as bad as anybody. But I'm telling you, you could run one in right after he missed one for a lot of money, and his mind's on that steer. It's not on what just happened. Yeah. Um, my grandpa's the same way. They're just, my grandpa always had good horses. He always had a guy, eye for a good horse. He taught my dad that, and that's what I want to learn. And that's the biggest part of winning now, I think, is good horses and, and mindset. Uh, no. I, but as far as learning to win, people can tell you how to handle situations, but until you get in those situations and experience them firsthand, I don't think you really understand the concept. And I think that you can practice for it and try to get it similar and certain whatever, see the move if you're heading that you would see at a certain jackpot and kind of be prepared for that. But yeah, once you get there and the lights are on and everything's going, you know, there's, you got to be able Anything to control emotions and... You know, I, I came down here and uh, I've been I stayed in Stephenville for a month and a half, probably this winter. While I was here for the winter rodeos, uh, I jackpotted. I went to every roping, and we all know how many ropings are around here. It's unbelievable. Right. Um, but I I was fortunate enough to kind of keep my money together this winter, and uh, just being on a competitive basis day in and day out with the best in the world. If you get your name called every now and then, you know, that's a big time confidence boost. Right. And that's that's what these guys do to to stay sharp and keep winning. They battle it out every day. Like, I mean, they're grown men going at it, you know. It's it's a battle. They they're living it every day. They're practicing for competition or they're going to competition pretty much every day. Every, yeah. They eat, sleep, dream about it. Yeah, and if they're not practicing for a little bit, it seems like I've been around Charlie Crawford or a guy like that. He's going over to Luke's house or whatever, and he's trying to head with guys like that. And so it's yeah, that's kind of your best guys in the world. So, man, I, I know that you've had some really great wins, especially in the last couple of years that I've I've been around you. I've seen you have some great wins. But what's been your the most favorite win of your career so far? There was not a better moment. The I have two. Uh, the first year I roped with my dad at the BFI was pretty special. We won fifth, and that was that was neat. Right. It was. Uh, 
not a lot of people know this, but my dad had tears in his eyes before he got out of the arena. And uh, But the most special next to that would be two years ago at Cheyenne when we won third. My dad won third in the steer open, he won the all-around. Just to be a part of that, just, there was not, I mean, I wouldn't trade that moment for anything. And uh, for you, like for you guys that don't know too much about that, I, I actually had the opportunity. Um, I was right after you guys or before you guys over there, and I remember that really well. You guys had made, you drew a real good steer, and your dad at, at Cheyenne was just so sharp on a good steer. He knew what to do and used him so well, and how you guys set up the run. And then the second day, you guys came back on a, a good steer, which at Cheyenne, it's, you know, you got to get into them good steers yeah, if you're you going to win some money. And, and he, I mean, that's the thing is you see a lot of guys, you go back to winning, you see a lot of guys that would had a chance to mess that steer up because he was a real, he didn't run too hard, but I remember him falling off to the left a little bit and kind of being, wanting to be funny to heal. And your dad did a great job scoring and then setting you up where you had an opportunity to heal that steer. And you guys made two great runs and, and then got back to the short round and obviously took care of business over there. So that was that was really fun to see because I, I was kind of right before and right. after. And, yep, and, and we even made the short round as well. And uh, yep. we didn't. We had a steer that I didn't do. I didn't do a good he, enough job on my best ones. I but <laughs> yeah, but you guys, you know, you just took care of business, and and your dad set it up perfectly for you. But it was the same. It was just cool because it was. He he did a great job, and and you as well. And it was just fun to see that. Yeah. So, thanks. And you know, I, I talk about like you know uh, the love of a horse. That horse Buster that he rode that day was I think he was 24. Oh really. And uh, he won. He rode him the year he won that on a couple steers. The average at the finals in 2002. He won the BFI on him in 2010. He won uh, the average at the steer open national finals in 2008 on him. I mean, he's just, but he's part of the family. Right. And uh, my dad retired him when he rode out of the arena that day. But you know, had a lot of chances. My grandpa did. My dad bought that horse for my grandpa when he was a three-year-old my grandpa had a lot of chances to sell that horse but you know you can't you can't sell yourself out of a horse you know and uh my dad he tells me all the time he said my head will never be as good as it was on that horse right and it, uh, not only that but like i said he's part of the family and wouldn't have a lot of what we have if it wasn't for him to be 24 and heading on him at cheyenne and then to win good over there like that is it really is a testament to how good that horse is. What, what makes that horse so special do you think? Man, I rode him one time. Uh, I rode him in the, I was, I was heading in the 15 shootout for Caesar and we were fourth high call and I missed. That was a long time ago. But I tell you, that horse could score and run. Oh, he's so fast. And, uh, but he was smooth. He was flat, smooth. And I, I healed for him a lot, you know. Like that's what he rode that time at the Feist when we did good. And I've never healed behind a horse that you could just be going wide open as fast as you could go and a horse break a steer over and make him healable like that horse could. Right. And I mean, he just, he was a freak in nature. That's cool. It's, it's cool to, you know, to get to heal behind it and know what it feels like. And then even though it's been a long time, I'm sure you didn't forget the feeling no. of what it was like to ride that one. No. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was like roping the dummy, and I, I guess I missed the dummy one out of every five. There was proof that day, <laughs> so. 
Well, Trey, I, I appreciate you uh, doing the podcast with us and then also filming today. You know, guys, look for the footage to be on X Factor Open. It, Trey talks about some real good stuff. It was pretty fun to get you out, and I'm sure we're going to be working with you in the future. And, you know, Trey's a guy you're going to be seeing a lot. So thanks again. And, and Trey, do you want to add anything? Uh, I appreciate it, too. And uh, that's all I got to say. Thank you guys for everything. So.